Today on this edition of the Forest City Church Podcast, Eric Parks has part three of the teaching series, Chef's Table. Today's message is titled, Dollars and Seeds. I don't know if any of you have a moment in your life you look back on, like when you were, um, maybe when you were like 18, 19, 20, anybody here wish you could get in a time machine and go back and give that person some advice? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, the rest of you are lying, right? Like I, I think back to like when I was, 1920, and I think, gosh, if I could get in a time machine and go back and have a conversation with myself, one, I'd smack myself around, right? And then I'd have a real talk about money. I would. See, I I thought about one specific moment that shows you how I need a conversation with myself. I was probably 19. I was at the University of Kansas, and I really didn't know how... Lots of stuff worked, right, specifically money. So I remember walking down the quad, and um, I came across this tent where there were literally seemed like 100 kids, and they were giving away free stuff. Well, you're a college kid. It's free. So you, you wander over to the free stuff, and I got up close to the tent and realized they were giving away free two liters. Well, this is bingo, right? It's like two liters, I'm gonna get three of those. I'll sign anything. I'll give them plasma, blood, doesn't really matter. If they're gonna give me free two liters, I'm gonna take it. So I walked up to the front and I got a card and I went, so if I fill out how many, I get one free two liter for each one I fill out? I'm like, all right, so go ahead and give me three. So I fill them out, give them the card. I have no idea what this is for, right? Like, who does this? I just give them an interview. You want my social security number too? Oh yeah, sure, no problem. (laughs) So I give them my information. I take my two, my, my three two liters home, and then six weeks later, I get an envelope in the mail. I open the envelope, and there's a piece of plastic in there. It's my very first credit card. Ladies and gentlemen, it only took me 10 days to max that credit card fully out. 10 days. Oh, that's right. You're like, you're not lying. Oh, no, no, no. To remind myself of my own stupidity, I keep a monument of my stupidity. That right there, my friend, is the stereo that I bought. This ended up costing me about $5,000, right? Because I didn't understand how interest actually worked, but this is the actual stereo. I don't have it plugged in. I don't listen to it. It's just a reminder that I am capable of very stupid things. So it was funny because as I thought back about how how I really do wish that I could go back and talk to myself um, about credit cards. The truth is, I'd like to talk to myself a lot about a lot of things, especially when it comes to money. I think when I look back at how I understood the world to work, uh, I, I, I would break it down this way, that I sort of had a dollars and cents approach to how money works. It's just math, right? Like, this is how money is to work. And the truth is, that's how most of us see money. It's just math. It's just dollars and cents. Let me me help you see how this works. So dollars and cents is really simple. This is how we see money. So these are $1 bills. Now, dollars and cents works perfectly this way. You have... 10 $1 bills. Now, if I were to take one of these $1 bills and I were to, let's say, give it away, now how many $1 bills do I have? 
Some of you need a math class. Maybe you need to go back in time and teach each other math. It's nine, guys. It's nine. Okay, now, so dollars and cents works this way. It's really simple. If I have 10, that's more than nine, right? Okay, so dollars and cents works pretty simply. If I give one of these pieces of paper away, I have less. It's just math. If I were to keep this $1, I would have more. Because really, isn't money just dollars and cents? Conventional wisdom says this. I'm richer if I don't give. I am poorer if I do. Put another way, make as much as you can, keep as much as you make, because the more you give, the less you're gonna have, and the less you give, the more you will have. So conventional wisdom, really, for most of us, me included, for a long period in my life, was simply stated as keeping is the better strategy for wealth than giving, period. Why? Because it's just math. Now, recently, I ran across a book. It's called The Paradox of Generosity. It was written by some professors from Notre Dame, Christian Smith, Hillary Davidson. And this book is an interesting book. They did some research. This is a definitive study. It has no religious ties to it whatsoever. These Notre Dame these Notre Dame professors did a definitive study to look at the impact of generosity on the lives of real people like you and me. They surveyed thousands of people around the country. And then they did these in-depth interviews with these people. And they contrasted based on empirical evidence what does generosity actually do for people? And is conventional wisdom right? That, that keeping is the better way to get wealth than giving. Now, listen, let me be really clear. Whatever you think about the Bible or your spiritual traditions say about generosity, just based on empirical evidence and research, these, these folks looked at two different ways to live. They looked at real people who did freely give regularly of the stuff they had and people who did not. And it turns out that in every single dimension that they studied about fullness of life, that conventional wisdom was actually wrong. That keeping was not the better strategy to get rich. In fact, in every area, happiness, physical health, purpose for living, the avoidance of depression, personal growth, you name it, what they found was that generous people were enriched significantly in every single way, period. In fact, this is how the authors put it. They said, look, generosity is paradoxical, right? If you think about what we're laying out here, it's paradoxical to conventional wisdom. Those who give, they receive back in turn. In letting go of some of what they own, we better secure our own lives. By giving, we ourselves move toward flourishing. This is not only a philosophical or religious teaching, it's a sociological fact. He goes on to say this, the generosity paradox can also be stated in the negative. By grasping on to what we currently have, we actually lose out 
on better goods that we might have gained in holding and grasping by protecting ourselves against future uncertainties and misfortunes, we are affected in ways that make us more anxious. And I thought to myself, if this is true empirically, that conventional wisdom isn't the better way to live, why didn't somebody tell me that? I wish I could get into a time machine and go back and tell me that. Why didn't somebody say something? Well, as it turned out, somebody did. In here, the Bible. In fact, if you go back to Proverbs, it says it really, it sums the entire book up. Proverbs 11.24 says, give freely, become more wealthy, be stingy, lose everything. It's like, mic drop, right? Like, there's a bunch of us, if we're honest. A bunch of us. Too many of us. We spend a lot of time and energy living on the keeping is the better strategy to fulfillment path. And the Bible says, no, there is a different way. It's not me as the preacher saying, give us money because I'm not going to ask you for money. Well, we're going to talk about where our money goes, but that isn't it. This is about generosity, the best way to live. This is what the Bible says, that conventional wisdom of keeping, it's not the best way to be blessed, to be fulfilled. Conventional wisdom, dollars and cents, that's not it. So, so what then does the Bible lay out? And, and how do we take for a minute and get a word picture? Well, instead of dollars, if we want to understand what the Bible and what the paradox of generosity lays out, I think we should use something different. I think we should use these. Now, these are avocados. Anybody like avocados? Me too. So let's just do a little fun game here, all right? So imagine instead of $10 bills, we have 10 avocados. Is it avocado? I don't know. <laughs> now, inside of an avocado, it's really interesting. I'm sure you've seen this, because if you've ever made guacamole, you have to do what I'm doing right now. You take the avocado apart, and inside here is this little guy. Hey, oh, it's a seed. Now, here's what's interesting about this. This little seed does something very interesting. Very, very, very interesting. Now, I got to thinking about the first time somebody decided to put a seed in the ground. Now, you got to think about it for a second, right? Like, if you're a people group who've always been eating your avocados, the first time some guy showed up and said, listen, 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 I know we've got these avocados and I know that if we eat them all, we'll be in this moment a lot more full. But I got this crazy idea. If you open one up and we take what's inside and we put it in the ground, something crazy is going to happen. Now, you can see the people going, well, no, wait a minute. We're going to waste an avocado? Why would we do that? Why would we waste an avocado? We could eat the avocado. We're not putting the avocado in the ground. We would rather have it. And he's going, no, no, you don't understand. Something, something magical happens. It's like, and you put this thing in the ground, like you sow it down in there. It's like something from way up on high says to that seed, hey, you, wake up, 
grow. And it does. See, here's what's interesting about this little seed. I don't know if you know this, but in my research, I found out that an avocado tree will stay alive until you kill it. In fact, there are avocado trees in Mexico that are 400 years old. Picture that. Now, an avocado, it can produce 100, 150 avocados every single year. Now, you do the math. One single seed has the potential to produce hundreds of thousands of avocados. See, at some point, somebody trusted sowing this in the ground, and all of a sudden, this thing began to replicate and produce all kinds of avocado. And the Bible says it this way. In Luke chapter 6, verse 38, give, and it will be given to you, a good measure pressed down, shaking together, running over. Sounds like these, doesn't it? Avocado seeds. You know, God says generosity is this way. That money, this inanimate paper, that if you keep it, it'll be one. But if you sow it, it could be a whole bunch. It's almost like when we're willing to sow this thing like something from way up on high says to this little thing, hey, you, wake up, grow. And you know what's so cool about this? This guy says, test me in it. Now, a bunch of you are like, hey, help me understand why in the world did you move from Colorado to Rockford? You know how I know some of you say that? Because some of you actually say that. <laughs> I have people working on my house all the time, and the contractors come in like, now, where are you moving from? And I'm like, yeah, we moved from Colorado. He's like, wait, what? Why? That's where we're trying to move to, man. Here's why. You say, why? why? Because I love this place. You don't, I love this place. When I was a kid... I learned about that here. I was challenged when I was in my late 20s to be a part of helping get into this space. I didn't have very much. I was a youth pastor. Ask our youth pastor. They ain't making that much. <laughs> I didn't have a lot. But I got challenged with this idea that maybe, maybe my stuff is more like seeds, not like scents. And that if I were willing to put just a few into the ground in this place, maybe something would happen. And you already know how it goes, those of you that have been around. I did. I drove around a cruddy old Honda Civic for a bit just to help see what could happen in this place. And over the years, I've seen names that I wrote on pavement back over in that corner come to know Jesus. Over the years... I've packed millions of meals that helped people in far-off lands. Over the years, I've seen lives and marriages transform. And then I moved. And guess what? It just kept going over and over and over. It's life after life that began transforming. And you're like, oh, well, that's really nice, but what about you? Well, the truth is, this is the truth. From that moment, way back in, what, 2006, until now, I can't even tell you what God has done in my life. Just blessing. Now, now, now let me be clear. That doesn't mean perfect. 
Not perfect, but blessing. Like blessing that I can't even understand. I end up in places that I look around and go, how in the heck did I get here? It's not because me, I'm barely a C student. I trust you, I am not the sharpest knife in the drawer. But I'm just silly enough to believe that maybe this would work in my life. And it did. Look, when I came, I told you guys this last year, we're gonna be a generous place. That's what we're gonna do. Why? Because I believe this stuff. I've seen it work out in my life. And let me tell you, just last year, the seeds we planted on your behalf, because a bunch of you stepped in. You're like, I don't know, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna trust and I'm gonna step in. And we took an offering last year. It was called Advance. A bunch of you participated. Money that we were just gonna seed in our community and around the world. And let me tell you, the seeds that we planted in this place because of you, we gave away almost $35,000 to people and families who were absolutely devastated by the pandemic. $35,000, little seeds that we planted. We started a co-working space right in the corner. You may not even know this. It's called the 815 Impact Center. It's for small nonprofits in our community that probably couldn't or struggled to afford like rent and cams and internet and all the things. And we're like, well, what if we set up a space and we pay for all of that? And any of those places, they can, they can come here for free. So like Girls for Ghana's in there and Lennox Barnett Ministries are in there and Rooted and Safe Families, they're in that place. And their work is then going on and rippling on kids and people. And then the coolest of all, many of you know this, and some of you have even seen this video, but I think it's so important that you understand. We made partnership with a church on the other side of town, Providence Baptist Church, and we started the renovation process. We put 40,000 seeds over there in that space, and we sat down with Bill Martin just to ask about the project, and I thought it'd be important for you to hear from him all the work that's been going on. So check this out. Uh, hey, Bill, there are probably some folks watching us that are not familiar with the partnership that we have between Providence and Heartland. Tell me a little bit about Providence and uh, a little bit about that partnership. So Providence has uh, been around for about 73 years. Um, on the southwest side of Rockford. Um, in that tenure of, of being an open church, uh, we've had many years of dealing with community um, and just building up our ministries here in the church. Um, just recently, um, about two years ago when I came on, I saw the need um, on the southwest side where the church was located. Coming from Chicago and coming to a new area, um, I just discovered the just the blight the, the issues of the community, um, and then when I compared it to on the east side of the river, it was just flowing with milk and honey, and so it was something that we, you know, it was a passion of mine, and then meeting you some time ago, um, we shared the same commonality on just uh, Christ, um, and how does that look outside of the church, and uh, this partnership actually has, has warped into um, something that I believe is going to be great. We've already started a great work, and I believe it's going to be even greater. Yeah, we've partnered uh, in a number of ways, uh, food distribution. Uh, our, our boards have met together. One of the things we're really committed to is bridging the divide between east and west 
in Rockford, uh, meeting some of the, the real needs on the west side. Uh, but the, another thing that really drives this and, and brought us together is the desire for racial reconciliation in Rockford, which is, you know, so uh, core biblically to, to the gospel and who we are. I think this uh, past year, uh, 2020, really um, kind of uh, magnified an issue um, that has been going on, not just in our country, but particularly here in Rockford. And so um, if we're going to deal with racial reconciliation, the best thing is, why doesn't it start with the church? And this is one of the reasons why this partnership is is, is already um, starting out good, and it's going to even uh, be better uh, later on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, across the street, you have a a, a building which is going to be a community center uh, for the west side and we're partnering together to get that see that renovated and up and running what's happened uh, since the last uh, update we did all right so just a little bit of background on that building yeah uh, that building uh, we've we've had it for many many years um, and my desire to uh, go beyond our church walls going to another facility, um, changing the, the name so there's no hindrance on it. Um, but the only problem was, is again, it was in, it was in bad shape. It was in a, a disrepair. Um, this partnership has allowed us, uh, from the last time that we sat down and talked, um, the roof has been completed. It was a mess, uh, wasn't it? Oh, it, it, it was. It, <laughs> it was. had tarp on top. Yes, and that was coming off. Yeah. Uh, but now it's over. We have um, fully completed that roof project. Mm-hmm. Um, we went from the roof now to uh, the second portion of that, which was the um, uh, the demo. So everything has been basically brought out of there. And so now we are looking at phase uh, three, uh, which will deal with uh, some electrical and, and some framing and getting some work together. Um, but the true desire of that is uh, not just to be a, 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 a beacon light for this community or for Providence, but literally to have the community, a place for the community to come for listening sessions and for us to really do ministry outside of this church, but uh, show Christ in the community. Yeah, it's an exciting deal. Um, we also partnered on, on renovating an apartment next door, uh, part of a duplex. Mm-hmm. And uh, we renovated that for what reason? So the duplex was renovated because one of our core desires um, for ministry is to help individuals. And there was a young lady um, that just so happened to be a former member of Heartland, um, but actually lived on the southwest side growing up. And uh, we had that property available, and the partnership allowed us to renovate that property. And uh, as of uh, the first of this month, March, um, she's actually in that place right now. Um, the, the partnership extended to share stuff. Um, so uh, it's just been a blessing. It really is. Yeah, share stuff actually uh, uh, provided the furniture and the, the things that uh, the apartment needed. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited, Bill, with uh, where it's going. And uh, you and I meet every week. And that's, for me, that's the best meeting of our week. And uh, we just look forward to what God's going to do with both congregations and on the west side as as we work together. I, uh, as, as I uh, uh, quote this often, we're going to do something so big and so bold that it'd be doomed to fail if God not be in it. And so yeah. I'm excited to see uh, what God's getting ready to do with two churches um, coming together for his name. Yep, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah.
That's dollars and seeds. That's what we're doing. Now, that's what we did last year just in our, our backyard, but check this out. Here's what we did internationally, too. You guys know this. We talk about impact and impact ministry centers in India. We got to sponsor a center in India. Put up this picture. These 13 women are part of our center. These are first-generation Christians who are walking through a center for a year, being trained both in a job skill and the gospel, and then they go back out into their circles, and they begin to teach about Jesus. We planted seeds just north of India in this area, and the fruit, you may never See these ladies, but you're changing their lives. This next year, we'll have another class come through, and God willing, we'll put more money into that. We raised $100,000 as a church for World Vision. I almost died running a marathon, <laughs> literally. Folks, internationally, we're seeing like dollars and seeds, not dollars and cents, places we may never, ever get to see, but we know that we can make an impact. And then church planting. Like we sponsored a church plant in the Mountain West, a church that you don't know, but that came to us and said, hey, we need help. And so we said, sure, we'll plant some seeds into that space. And, and as we speak right now, they just moved into their brand new building. They're like 350 young people who are really, most of them, just now learning about Jesus, following him for the first time in their lives, that's dollars and seeds. We launched a thing called Tiny Church. And a bunch of you are like, well, I don't even know what in the world y'all are doing with Tiny Church, right? Some of you are like, you watch it and like, wait, is that in the offices? It sure is. And some of you are like, now wait a this is crazy. What are you doing? Well, let me remind you, we're just following in the footsteps of the right reverend Doug Thiessen, and Mr. Mark Bankard. Because the reality is, about 20-some years ago, they had this crazy idea that you should take technology, like a videotape, and put it into a tape player, and put it on a screen. And you know what everybody said? What are y'all doing? Nobody's gonna come to that church. Hmm. Bunch did, didn't they? And this is the reality. There's a new generation of people online. A new generation of people that are even beyond the borders of Rockford and Elgin, who we're making an impact on. We're making an impact all over the globe based on just an innovative way to think about how church works. This has been in our blood from the beginning. And you know it's working. It's working. Both outside the room and in, it was pretty cool. Shaman sent me this text. There was a young fellow that, I don't go to church at all, that's been hanging out with Shaman, and he said, hey, why don't, why don't you... Why don't you come to Tiny Church? There's like 40 people who we let in the space, right? Come to Tiny Church. And he was supposed to stay for like 15 minutes. He stayed not only until we were done with Tiny Church, but then he helped us tear down Tiny Church. Yo, when someone starts serving right from the jump, you know God touched their heart, right? He, he sent a text over to Charmon. He said, bro, yesterday, I felt like God was talking to me when you guys were singing. I've never had anything like that before in my life. Yeah. It's working. That's dollars and seeds. And, and then that's not even to mention this. Like, you know, we stepped out in Elgin. And we, we sort of, you, you guys can roll that video. We won't show the whole thing. But this summer, we started meeting in a tiny little barn. 
And it's the seed that we would plant now in the northwest suburbs. Well, three weeks ago, we actually launched that church. And over 200 people are going right now. Like, they're, they just wrapped up. Over in Elgin, seed. And maybe you won't ever go to Elgin. Because I know how you all in Rockford are. You're like, I'm not driving to the city, right? I know how it works. You might never drive down there unless you're going to the airport. But here's the reality. We planted some seed over there. And things are springing up. Look, I'm telling you, when you plant seed, it is almost like something on high says to our little inanimate dollar bills, hey, you, wake up. And you see it. You see it. So here's the deal. You guys can kill that video. Here's the deal. This is what seeds do. If you sow them, the Bible says, they do come alive. It's what it says. And so it's really simple. Christmas Eve, in a few weeks, we're gonna ask you to bring some seed to the storehouse. We're gonna ask you to plant some seed. Now, let me be real clear. There are no envelopes, there are no pledges, and there is no pressure. In fact, if you said to me, I don't know, Pastor, I don't know if I wanna give you all my money. You got beady little eyes. Okay, okay. I'll give you four churches in this area that you can send your tithe to or your money to or you can seed. I'll send you four. I have four right now. Try it there. If it's not here, fine. Try it there. But try it and see what happens when you put your seed in the ground. But here's what I'm telling you. If you put it here, here's what you need to know next year. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do, we're gonna do all of this. Number one, we're gonna double down on India. We're gonna sponsor that center for another year and hopefully expand. In fact, there's some stuff we got cooking up. Can't talk about it yet, but it's amazing. We're gonna do that in India. We're gonna continue to reach out into Haiti. If you don't know, Haiti is an absolute wreck. We're gonna partner with LBM and we're gonna do some stuff for aged out orphans in Haiti. We're also gonna partner. You're gonna get a chance to partner with an organization called Food for the Hungry. And if we bring our seed to the storehouse, we can launch a brand new development site in Rwanda. These development sites, they help bring hope and help, future, food, all of that to an entire community. You get to sponsor children along the way. And not only that, we commit for five years to journey around this community in Koronji, Rwanda. That means we'll be sending teams of people over to help train and teach, bring medical goods. This will be our spot where we'll plant seeds over and over and over again. We'll do it in Rwanda, we'll do it in Peru, and you're gonna get to be a chance, get to be a part of that. We're gonna continue that center. We wanna finish it off on the west side of town. We wanna double our benevolence fund. Not 35,000, 70. We wanna plant two more churches, not our church, other churches that we can fund next year. And then, I think this is so cool, we're gonna partner with what's called a Maker's Center right here in our mall. Just like we did down the street, just down the road with, with um, the 815 Impact Center, a, a Maker's Center where kids who may not have access to technology but are brilliant get to put their hands on the tools and get training to release what God has in them. It's gonna be partnered right next to the Career College. It is going to be amazing. This is dollars and seeds. 
this is what we are going to do. And I am asking, will you go with us? Will you plant some seeds this Christmas? We're gonna take this offering, Christmas Eve services. Wednesday, Thursday, we have services 6.30, both nights. Then three services on Saturday, Friday, Saturday. Was I right? I didn't write it down. This is why you has to go in the notes. We're gonna, we're gonna take the offering then. And I'm just asking you as a family to pray in this season, this year, what will it be for you? What will it be for you? What will you bring? Now, if you're not gonna be here Christmas Eve, you can drop those, that offering um, anytime in December. But listen, this is what 2 Corinthians says. It says, but since you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness. In other words, even you excel in these things, you're passionate, you're worshiping, you come, you serve. Bible says, and in love, but that we kindle you. You see that you also excel in the grace of giving. That we excel in the grace of giving. I'm just asking you to, to listen to what God says to you. Because this seed will bless you. It will. It's empirical. But I'm telling you, it will bless some people in ways you can't even imagine that far surpasses your own personal blessing. It just will. Because this is what I know. With God, it's not dollars and cents. Dollars and seeds. You put it in the ground. It's like this power from up on high says to that little thing, hey, you, wake up, go to work. Will you stand up with me? We're gonna sing this last song. And I love that we're ending with this song, Waymaker, because this is the essence of generosity. A God who made a way for people like you and I who were broken, who didn't know a way, and yet he walked in and generously opened up, gave everything he had so that you and I could be connected. This is our story. May we continue in it. Let's sing together.
Stop working. Even when I don't see. 
Come on, church. sometimes make us want to hold on but father god we thank you that you're a way making god and that we can trust you enough to let go father god that father god i thank you in this moment that you're rebirthing dreams you're rebirthing hope you're rebirthing faith in this room today because we know that you will be a provider you will be a provider god you will be a healer mind regulator we thank you we honor you we love you jesus in jesus name and the church says amen listen family it was great being with you today we can't wait till next week to see you again and if you need prayer please come down we're here waiting for you god bless you we love you see you next week You've been listening to Eric Parks with the message Dollars and Seeds, which is part three of the series Chef's Table. Thanks for listening.